I called both boys and asked them what they remembered. I said, "Give it to me. I can handle it." Hi there. I'm Rosie, and welcome to my podcast. What does your family look like? If you are a first-time listener, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. I appreciate all of you. Today's episode is about living together as a step family in the beginning of our marriage and what that looked like. Living together in step, as I like to call it, is challenging and full of adjustments to the new family arrangement. I wanted to blend in to not add to the disruption these children had already experienced. From the separation and divorce of their parents to dealing with their parents' new partners. I can remember the picture I wanted to paint of my relationship with the boys. I wanted to be a significant part of their life, one based on mutual respect, an adult they could trust and upon whom they could depend. I wanted to learn what was important to them, what made them tick. I wanted us to enjoy each other's company, simply put, for us to really like and accept each other. That would be my baseline. Anything more would be icing on the cake. I dated Tony for 3 years before we married, the latter half of which I came to know the boys. During that time, his boys and I had the opportunity to really get to know each other's personalities and habits. moods and quirks, likes and dislikes. The colors we laid down on the canvas were starting to take shape, and I knew there was more, much more to learn, and unexpected situations to which I would have to adapt. Even though we had been together, being married to their father and being their stepmother was a whole new ball game. It was official. There's a woman in dad's bed. Oh my, how does this all work? It's not dress rehearsal any longer. It's showtime. I wasn't expecting a standing ovation, but a good review is my desired outcome. I wanted this to work like my life depended on it, and in fact, it did. Telling the children of our upcoming marriage was the first task. They were 9 and 7 at the time. We sat down with them and told them we were getting married and what that would look like for them. They received the news well. They were pleased and looking forward to seeing the famous Judge Wapner, the presiding judge of the reality TV court show back then, marry us. Well, we chuckled. We had to unfortunately dash their dreams of seeing this happen because we got married by the clerk of the circuit court. We were elated there were no pushbacks at the news of us getting married. Tony and I were aware that there could be feelings of competition or abandonment for them, and we worked hard for that not to happen. Arranging our schedule so that they spent Saturdays with just dad was helpful. Having time alone with dad was what they all needed. We talked about how the new family would look. what routines would be the same what would be a little different we decided not to move homes we didn't want to change much since they had already made so many adjustments and that was a comfort to them even wednesday night dinners remained the same 
Tony would make hamburgers, peas, and mashed potatoes. So very English. In the beginning of our marriage, when the boys came, I have to admit, I was nervous. I would tell myself on Friday afternoon, this is going to be good. We're going to have fun. They're not going to say, I don't have to listen to you. You're not my mother. I hope they liked the dinner I prepared. So many things ran through my mind. Not the least of which was thinking about how these two kids had to dodge and weave their way through the new arrangement, the juggling of personalities, the transitioning between two homes with Dad having a new wife, and their mom was soon to remarry as well. So much for their little heads. Well, I am happy to report we had a very smooth beginning. We got along well, had lots of fun. Tony was our epicenter. He pretty much set the tone, and his tone was always upbeat and positive. Now, discipline would be another tricky area. Tony and I discussed how discipline would work, that he, being the custodial parent, should be the primary disciplinarian. It wasn't until the kids and I developed our own secure bond that I felt comfortable correcting them. I remember them as well-behaved little boys who played together and fought together, as brothers do. They were very respectful children. If I saw something that Tony didn't notice and I thought it was important, I would bring it to his attention, and he welcomed my opinion. Our typical weekend looked like this. Friday night, Tony picked them up, and I would prepare dinner. We ate, and we would watch a movie or just hang out together. Saturday, they had most of the day until 3 or 4 o'clock with just Dad. I'd come home after a day with my mom, and we would have dinner out usually. One of our favorite places was Nichibai Kai, the Japanese kid-friendly steakhouse. We all loved that. And Sunday was the day for all of us to go out and do something fun together, like the zoo or Washington, D.C., visit friends, the usual things families do. I was a tomboy, so I loved boy stuff, running around, playing catch and roughhousing. It really was my comfort zone. So when I started to think of this episode, I couldn't think of anything that stood out about the four of us in the very early years. Honestly, it was almost 37 years ago. There were no cell phones to document every minute of your life. I felt bad at first, as if it was a reflection on my stepmotherhood. I called both boys and asked them what they remembered. I said, give it to me. I can handle it. Well, they both separately said pretty much the same things. They remembered hanging out a little bit at my apartment, and then we got married. I moved in, and it was easy. They had two step-parents that they really liked for whom they were grateful. They said their memories were of enjoyable times, and they felt pretty lucky. They didn't remember any clashes except during the teenage years, which, you know, is typical. They remembered fondly our family vacations to England to visit their relatives and doing things with my family, including the Jewish holidays 
and beach and ski vacations with my brother's family. Jeremy said to me, Your family became our family too, Ro. What else could I ask for? So here is what I realized after talking with both boys. I was unremarkable. Who wants to be unremarkable? Well, in this situation, being unremarkable was perfect. It meant life for us, living in step, was no big deal to them. It was neither dramatic nor traumatic. It became the new normal, and I more than fit in. The well-being of these boys' lives was always in the forefront of our mind. What children require is comfort, security, and routine. For these kids, unremarkable meant stability, consistency, open and honest communication, and I was that for them as well as their dad. By being that kind of stepmother, by being a positive influence on their life, I helped to foster them to go on and be their own remarkable selves. They actually gave me the validation I needed. I got exactly what I wanted, and that was to be a successful family. Well, that's what my family looks like. So there you have it. I am unremarkable, and I love it. And by the way, as I mentioned earlier, I did get the icing on the cake, and much, much more. Please join us next Wednesday for more in-depth discussions about what families look like.